Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. Hello, my Mysterians. Welcome back to another episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments. I am Terry from Texas, your presenter. Last week, I started a story of the laughability to the badassery. The first story was about the destroyer William D. Porter which although it had several untoward incidences involved in its lifetime it served well in World War II it did its job it just had some odd occurrences that seem now in in 70 years distance 80 years distance whatever to be somewhat laughable this time we're going to the badassery side and I want to tell you the story of a young Marine his name was Dan Daly better put it was Daniel Joseph Daly a baby boy was born in Glen Cove New York on November 11th 1873 and he was named Daniel Joseph Daly as a young boy Dan was a newsboy on the streets of New York. Thus, he kept himself informed of the news of the world. So he was perhaps more aware of where things were headed than others of his age. He spent his youth in New York City. And despite his slight build, 5 feet 6 inches tall and weighing at the time 132 pounds, Daly occasionally fought as a semi-pro boxer. Daly wanted to get in on the Spanish-American War and enlisted, though a bit late for the action, in the United States Marine Corps on January 10th of 1899 at the age of 25. Some say he joined at 16, but obviously that's not true. If he was born in 1873 and he joined in 1899, he was 25 going on 26. His first posting was with the Asiatic fleet aboard the cruiser USS Newark. In 1900, the fleet arrived in China during the Boxer Rebellion. On July 15, 1900, Private Daly and his commanding officer, Captain Newt Hall, set out to reconnoiter a position while under siege by the Boxers. Now let me give you a short explanation of the Boxers. They were a group of anti-imperialistic and anti-Christian Chinese at the time, and they were also called the Society of the Righteous and Harmonious Fists. They were called boxers by Westerners due to their practice of martial arts, in this case Kung Fu, which looked much like shadow boxing, so they called them boxers. During the uprising, 32,000 Chinese Christians 
and 200 Western missionaries were killed by the Boxers in northern China. Overall, there were over 100,000 total deaths, civilian and military included. Private Daly and Captain Hall were expecting a working party at their location scheduled to construct defenses, but it had not arrived yet. So thinking that perhaps they had been besieged by boxers and held up, Captain Hall went to look for them. Maybe they just got lost. Daly was reportedly left with a machine gun and a rifle and while the captain was off looking for his errant work troop, he was besieged by two or three hundred boxers. Now, instructions may or may not have been clear. Daly opened up with the machine gun. And the work party, including Captain Hall, who had found them by this time, heard the machine gun rattle and rattle and rattle. And then it started to slow down. And then it quit altogether, and they thought, oh, Daly's dead. But then they heard rifle fire. And a couple of minutes later, the machine gun started up again. And it rattled on and rattled on and rattled on, and then it finally went silent again. So the captain and the work crew headed back to that location, just knowing that Daly was going to be dead. But they walked in on a scene that was really kind of bizarre. Private Daly sat at his machine gun, smoking his pipe, with the bodies of around 200 boxers laid out in the field before him. This led to Daly's first, now understand that I'm saying first, Medal of Honor. After serving in China, Daly saw duty on various ships in the Pacific and the Caribbean areas and saw action in the Philippines and the Banana Wars. He also trained recruits. He gained a reputation as an excellent boxer and rose to the rank of gunnery sergeant eventually in his time in the Marine Corps. At this point, after leaving China and serving on the ships, March 14, 1911, Daly was aboard the USS Springfield when he spotted a gasoline fire that was spreading toward the ship's magazine. Well, you know what that would mean. If the fire got to the magazine, all the powder would blow up, the ship would go boom and sink. He successfully extinguished the fire, ensuring the safety of the ship's 500 crewmen, but spent several weeks hospitalized with severe burns. Daly received commendations from both the Secretary of the Navy and the Commandant of the Marine Corps for his actions. You're a good man, Daly. Pat on the back. Daly earned his second Medal of Honor in Haiti with the U.S. Marines supporting the Haitian government in a fight against Caicos insurgents. On the night of October 24, 1915, during the Battle of Fort Dupiti, Gunnery Sergeant Daly was on patrol with a detachment of three squads of the 15th Company, 2nd Marine Regiment, under the command of Major Smedley Butler. Smedley Butler is the only other Marine that got the second Medal of Honor award. The Marines were ambushed by a force of some 400 Caicos while crossing a river 
and the horse carrying their machine gun was killed, and it sank to the bottom of the river. With the battle raging throughout the night, Daly repeatedly dove to the bottom of the river until he located the horse, freed the machine gun from its restraints, and carried the 200 pounds of weaponry. Now, we're not talking only a machine gun, but we're talking about the, the frame it sat on and possibly ammo, too. He carried that 200 pounds of weaponry. This is a 5'6 guy, 130-odd pounds carried it back a mile back to the Marines position where they were holed up. Later, rearmed and with Daly in command of one of the squads, the Marines regrouped and scattered the Caicos. This action led to his second Medal of Honor. Daly's service in World War I began November 4, 1917, initially fighting in Toulon and Ain. During the Battle of Belleau Wood, which is a battle that the Marines were famous for, it became a Marine thing to talk about Belleau Wood. In June of 1918, Daly served as the 1st Sergeant of 73rd Company, 6th Marine Division, 4th Marine Brigade, attached to the U.S. Army 2nd Infantry Division. That was my dad's unit. On June 1st, the regiment was placed in a gap in the line left by the French 43rd Division with the intent to stop the German advance toward Paris. The Marines drove back an attack by the German 28th Division on June 2nd. On June 5th, a German shell landed in an ammunition dump at Lucy le Bacage, starting a fire. Daily quickly led a party from his company into the flames to extinguish the blaze, preventing the arsenal from exploding. See, Daly seemed always to be running toward trouble, which is a good quality in battle. On June 6th, the Marines went on the offensive. The Germans were entrenched in the woods, separated from the Marines by 400 yards of open wheat field. This is similar to the Battle of Gettysburg when there was a big wheat field they had to walk through. As the Marines took cover, facing 1,200 Germans with 200 machine guns, the 73rd Company was pinned down by intense fire. As the Marines took cover at nightfall, Daly walked openly to each of his machine gun positions, rallying and coordinating his men. On June 10th, a German machine gun unit advanced close to Daly's position. He immediately charged the weapon, destroying it with three grenades, shot the unit's commanding officer with his 45 caliber pistol, and took its remaining 14, 14 soldiers prisoner. As the battle raged later in the day, Daly exposed himself to enemy fire while evacuating wounded. For his actions, from June 5th to the 10th, Daly was awarded the Navy Cross, the Distinguished Service Cross, and the French Medaille Militaire. According to Marine Corps lore, and again I'll quote from last week's episode, when the legend becomes fact, print the legend. Daly rallied his men at the Battle of Belleau Wood by yelling, 
Come on, you sons of bitches, do you want to live forever? This quote first appeared in And They Thought We Wouldn't Fight, a 1918 memoir by war correspondent Floyd Gibbons of the Chicago Tribune. Gibbons, who was attached to Major Benjamin Berry's 3rd Battalion, 5th Marine Regiment, attributed the line to an unnamed gunnery sergeant in that unit. Popular legend eventually credited Daly with the rallying cry. Despite discrepancies in the story, Daly was only a first sergeant, not a gunnery, and he was a member of the 6th Marine Regiment, not the 5th. Daly's final campaign was the Meuse-Argonne Offensive. By the war's end, he had suffered a bullet wound in the shoulder and two shrapnel wounds in the leg. Then came the armistice, strangely occurring on Daly's birthday of November 11th. Daly left active duty for the United States Marine Corps Reserve in 1919 and officially retired on February 6th of 1929 at the rank of Sergeant Major. After leaving the Marines, Daly lived a quiet life with his sister in New York, working as a bank guard and avoiding publicity. Can you imagine if some of the more popular bank robbers of the time would have gone into that bank and had Sergeant Dan Daly as the security guard? Dan Daly died of a heart attack in Glendale, Queens, New York on April 27, 1937, at age 63. He is buried at Cypress Hills National Cemetery in Brooklyn, New York. A Fletcher-class destroyer, USS Daly, DD-519, was named in honor of Daly and was commissioned on March 10th of 1943. On November 10th, 2005, the United States Postal Service issued its Distinguished Marine Stamps in which Daly was honored along with three other Marine Corps heroes. Besides Daly, these stamps honored John Bazalone from World War II, John A. Lejeune, and Chesty Puller. Daly's decorations and medals include two medals of honor, the Navy Cross, the Distinguished Service Cross, three letters of commendation, Good Conduct Medal with two bronze stars, China Relief Expedition Medal, Philippine Campaign Medal, Expeditionary Medal with one bronze star, Mexican Service Medal, Haitian Campaign Medal, World War I Victory Medal with AIM, San Miguel, Mers Argonne, and Defensive Sector Clasps and Citation Star, the Medal Militaire, the Croix de Guerre with Palm, and the Forager. The last three awards are from the French government and only the Croix de Guerre is authorized for wear by U.S. personnel. A special exception is made for Marines assigned to the 5th and 6th Marine Regiments. They are permitted to wear the Forager with their service and dress coats or jackets. So there you have it. We go from the most laughable, the, the, the sad sack story of the USS William D. Porter, which was a worthy ship in the final total, 
and the almost unbelievable service life of Dan Daly. I mean, Hollywood couldn't have written it better. And Daly had a severe case of serious badassery. It is true that here on Terry's Mysterious Moments, I try to present those stories of the strange, the spooky, the unusual, and the just plain ridiculous sometimes. And I truly hope that you, the listeners, enjoy the stories that I present as much as I enjoy finding and presenting them to you. Well, that's the show for this week. Have a great week and come back again. Bye.